You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us, recording uh, from the beautiful land of Mickey Mouse. That's right, Central Florida. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode 211, and I'm going to be bringing you an interview that I had a chance to do with a woman by the name of Catherine McNeil. Uh, Catherine was referred to me, recommended to me uh, by Aubrey Sampson. For those of you who've been following the podcast for a while, you know I had Aubrey way back in episode 12, um, and so uh, probably probably should have Aubrey back on at some point in the near future. Um, But Aubrey shot me an email and said, you've got to check out Catherine McNeil's work. Uh, Really good stuff. Got a chance to connect with Catherine and so glad I did. Uh, She's got a new book out uh, called Long Days of Small Things. And she talks about viewing motherhood as a spiritual discipline. Uh, as a mother, she does lots and lots of things. She talks about in her book and as an in interview, uh, she talks about a lot of the task about being a mother. Everything from you know uh, picking kids up or driving around and running errands or cooking and cleaning and so many different elements uh, of being a mother that she talks about. And of course, if you are a single dad or stay-at-home dad, that you are probably involved in that. And, and even if even if you're not a stay-at-home dad and you're you work outside of the home. Um, uh, as you know, the majority of men do, there are probably a lot of these elements that you're involved in and you're engaged in as well. Uh, but Catherine really kind of brings home a, a female perspective uh, that I think is really valuable. So if you are a man listening to this, it would be easy to want to check out and not listen or not fully engage. I want to challenge you uh, to not do that because I think there's some some great wisdom that Catherine's going to bring from a woman perspective uh, that you otherwise would not have that will help you if you're a father or husband. And if you're a single dude like me, you're not married. Um, it, I think the wisdom that she brings is still be valuable in in preparation as God is developing you that maybe one day he'll bring you a mate and, and the wisdom you learned from Catherine in today's interview could help you in that. So I want to encourage you, even if you're a dude, to, to listen in. Uh, Catherine talks extensively about really the, the role of being a mom and what, what that means. And, 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 you know, really in our society today where where there is a significant feminist move, feminist movement, but even more than that, there's a sexual revolution, uh, sort of the 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 transgender uh, LGBTQ debates that are going on. Uh, that I mean, we've we've tackled somewhat on the podcast at times. We probably haven't covered it nearly as much on the podcast as as really ought to. But um, you know, there, there are so many you know arguments and debates going on around gender, gender roles, sex, and how, how that plays into relationships and families. And, and a huge part of that is, is raising children and, and really raising children up with a, with a particular worldview. And so there are some huge, huge opportunities we have to invest in the lives of young people that the future leaders of our churches and families are our children. And, and it's really important that we take that seriously. And Catherine really challenges us both in this interview and in her book, challenges us to look at the small things that we that we do day in and day out but look at them as understanding they have huge uh, ramifications they have huge either positive rewards and benefits or potentially huge consequences down the road she really challenges women in her book to really view motherhood as a spiritual discipline and that the little things you do as being a mother uh, as being the collective works of this spiritual discipline and really realizing the importance of it she she offers really what i would say is a kind of an inspiring perspective on on how to connect with god through mundane tasks how do you take these mundane tasks and make them sacred as a mother as a as a parent um as as someone who's raising a family so i think there's some great wisdom in this interview that will be really valuable 
available to all of you out there, but especially to parents and and especially to the mothers listening to this. So without further ado, my interview with Catherine McNeil. And we are on the line now with Catherine McNeil. Catherine, thank you for joining us today. How are you feeling? Oh, thanks so much, Kenny. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm feeling great. Uh, as the audience heard, uh, you've just got a new book out and excited to dive in and talk about this with you and, and hear, uh, hear wisdom from you. But before we do that, just give our audience kind of a, uh, you know, kind of the, the, the quick one minute version of who you are and, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of your history and how you ended up where you are today. Absolutely. I'd love to. Well, uh, hi, everyone. My name, again, is Catherine, and I have three children um, that I made myself. So they are ages 10, 8, and 5. And as I went through um, those early days of pregnancy and newborn days and toddler days, and uh, they kept piling on each other, uh, it became so clear to me that uh, there was deep spirituality that was inherent in these days, and I felt the need to to share it and write about it and process it, and that's how I came to have this book. Very, very exciting. I, I, by the way, I love the way you said you made these three kids. I think that's uh, – <laughs> uh, I'm not, not sure I've ever quite heard anyone say it quite like that, but that's exciting. <laughs> Uh, uh, good stuff, good stuff. Okay, so the book is called Long Days of Small Things. Tell us, what, what does this title mean? What's kind of the, the heart behind this? Well, there's an old saying that uh, when you have children, the days are long and the years are short. And I think that's trying to express that we, it feels like we live a lifetime every day when we're changing diapers and cleaning up messes on the floor and... Um, not sleeping very well, but then ten years go by and you realize it's it's all in the past. It's it's gone by, and um, I think we get a lot of kind of guilt that we're not cherishing every moment as we're in it, and then it's gone and it's past. Um, and I definitely want us uh, as moms and dads. I think dads could resonate with a lot of this as well. Um, be freed from the guilt. Um, but to do see the, the holy work that God is doing in these days, these are long days and they are full of small things, but valuable, sacred things. Uh, I absolutely love, love that. I think more and more uh, as I get older, you know, in, now in my mid thirties, uh, I look back to my childhood and so frequently I have moments where I think to myself, the reason I do this particular thing is because of the influence of my parents. And mm. I, I just think for many years, I, I just grossly underestimated that or undervalued that, and uh, it, it really stuck out to me. A couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with someone, and I did something, uh, I did something really, really well. And um, they asked me, "Why do you do it? That why do you do that?" And I thought, "Because my mom taught me." Um, yeah. And so, uh, so I, I, I hear you saying maybe a little bit, maybe there's a potential or the pitfall for some people, uh, maybe some moms, in particular to feel guilty about certain things, maybe feeling guilty that they're not performing to the level that they feel like they ought to, um, or maybe even to some extent um, underestimating their own value and what they bring to the table. Is, is that something that you think a lot of uh, a lot of moms in general are r- wrestling through? 
I do think so. Um, I think that these days we get a lot of our parenting advice from the internet, which is fantastic. I'm not, I did it myself. It's so great to find a community of other moms or other parents that are wrestling with the same kind of things that we are going through on a day to day. But the downside of that is that we're constantly comparing ourselves, I think, uh, not with our close friends or sisters or neighbors, but um, basically with just about anyone with an opinion out there. And I think there is a lot of, um, most people have heard of the mommy wars or mommy guilt. Um, and one of the things that I said to my publisher as I began writing this book is that the number one thing that I wanted to not be misunderstood as saying is that um, if you could be more like me, motherhood would be beautiful. Or if you could just do these handful of things a little bit better, a little bit more effectively, then you would be a better a better a mother, a better Christian mother. Um, I definitely am, I'm saying the opposite of those things. I'm saying that it has been the struggle for me. It has been my, the challenging parts that have thrown me upon God as a mom and thrown me upon the reality that um, there's a there's a deep value in in what we're doing and that God is in this place where we are empty and in this place where we have run out and his grace is sufficient. It's really, really... Um, I also, go yeah, ahead. It's really, it's, I mean, it's really great stuff. I think so frequently, I think I think we, we do compare ourselves to one another. Um, and I love, I love the idea of just reminding people, hey, this is not necessarily me getting this right. This is this is sort of a journey that I'm on along with you. I, I appreciate kind of your attitude there, your approach there. Yeah, definitely. I'm not uh, definitely not setting myself up as someone to emulate. I'm just a sister coming alongside. That's good. And you know, um, another thing that's to that point. If when you look in the Bible, God is constantly referring to Himself as a Father. Also, frequently as a mother, and we don't maybe pull that out as much, but um, the Bible talks about uh, God referring to himself as the person who gave birth to his people, who nurtured them as infants, taught them how to walk, taught them how to eat. And um, a lot of times those long days of small things we put to the side and we say that's, you know, uh, the real valuable work is done by people who are up front rather than the people off to the side taking care of, but... That's how God portrayed himself. And even when he came as a person, he came as a servant and spent his time um, among people who were hungry, who were sick, who were asking him for help, who forgot to bring their lunch. He fed people, um, 5,000 people who forgot to bring their own lunch. Um, And if those sorts of labels and titles and work is not too small for God, then I think it is a, they are jobs full of dignity and honor and uh, he it's an honor to partner with God in caring for the life that he has created it's really really good stuff okay so let's get to the nitty-gritty a little bit about some of the things that people might need to know tell us as I look through the book and I've, I've got a chance I've got, I got an early copy of it I've got a chance to to thumb through chunks of it and uh, if someone's reading this book what are they going to learn from this what are they going to walk away with Well, I think there's two main ways that you might walk away. Uh, The one is, in every chapter, I go through a different season of motherhood or a different task of motherhood. So some of these chapters are going to be about um, creation. I talk about pregnancy 
incarnation, I talk about birth. In nurture, I talk about taking care of the children that we have. And then I also have chapters where I talk about more classic spiritual practices or spiritual disciplines, and I look at how we're doing them in motherhood. Um, and again, fatherhood also, or other kinds of caregiving. Um, this would include service, solitude, sacrifice, surrender, perseverance, celebration. And in those chapters, I'm saying uh, our days are full of these things. Even though we don't have time to add in more spiritual practices, these practices are present in every moment of our days. And then at the end of every chapter, I list three things that we're doing every day. Anyhow, uh, these can be simple things like walking or breathing or cooking, eating, driving, going to work. And I give some practical ideas on how these daily tasks can be spiritually formative practices for us to uh, see God in the day-to-day where we're already at. I really, really like the idea of just saying, uh, I'm, I'm going to take my normal, what seemingly is normative task in my life and, and really use it as an opportunity to grow in my faith or to connect with the Lord. Uh, I, in fact, w- one of the taglines in your book is the idea of moms don't need one more thing to do. Um, yes. And so uh, give, us, give us some l- a little more practical ideas. Let's, let's take one for example. Let's take, let's take cooking for example. P- paint the picture for us. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, a, a listener here is, is – on the way home and they're about to go cook for their family how might they approach this or what could they do while they're cooking that might help them uh you know grow in their spiritual faith or use this as a spiritual discipline that's a great question thank you i personally have to confess i hate cooking it is so stressful to me (laughs) i know there are some people who just really rejoice in the art the art form that is also life-giving of cooking, but I am not that person. So this is a specific challenge for myself. Again, all of these things are challenges for myself. Um, But I do like to reflect on the fact that when I'm cooking, I'm not just getting another thing marked off my list as quickly as I can, but I, I try to realize that this is literally the, the ingredients that are creating life for my children, for my family. Um, that creating a meal is, by definition, life-giving. It is a life-giving gift. It's something we do every day, but it's part of the miracle of life. It's absolutely vital to God's continued creation in the world. Um, I try to be mindful. Uh, it's Keeping our minds centered in God's presence, I think, requires us to realize the moment that we're in. So I try to notice the food that I'm touching, whether it's flour or beans or vegetables or meat or a box of mac and cheese or a bag of fish sticks, um, to just be aware of what I'm touching, what I'm holding onto, and then um, considering consider my loved ones, the, the children who are riding on my back in the baby carrier or throwing Cheerios at me from the high chair, just remember that this task that I'm doing is a, is a service, an act of love for them. I, I absolutely love it. Side note, um, I, uh, I, I understand you know, when there, there are certain things you, you're not able to do or not willing to do um, not, uh, or, or things you, may, you don't feel as natural to do, uh, the idea of saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to make this a spiritual discipline, almost a spiritual offering. And, Absolutely. And so, and so I'll remember that because um, I'll remember that when I'm ordering food at the restaurant tonight for dinner, 
Um, I'll remember to do that because uh, <laughs> I don't cook ever. I eat out literally every <laughs> meal. And so, so for some people, it's cooking as a spiritual discipline. For me, it'll be, it'll be ordering from the menu as a spiritual discipline. Uh, you no, know I'm, that works too. I'm just kidding. You got to work with what you got. I'm just kidding. Um, any other ones that you stand, you know, any, one, uh, any other examples of, of sort of tasks that would seem mundane, mundane or normative to many? That you would say, hey, here, here are one or two other examples of ones that that you have found really helpful to you. You know, it, I do this during this task because it's it's helped me. It helps me in my own spiritual disciplines. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, one of the ones that has been really formative for me, I think, is regarding clutter. I don't like chaos. I like things to be organized and beautiful and planful. But when you have three small children, that is. I haven't figured out a way to pull that off. Um, and so the clutter really gets to me. And one thing that I've found is that um, if I can find one surface that I clean as a spiritual practice, I, I remove the pieces of paper and the banana peels and the cracker uh, bags uh, one at a time, and I reflect on just the act of the act of cleaning and how my my mind can be uh, the the table of my mind can be um, decluttering as well. The the tension in my spirit can be decluttering as I clean off this one surface. And instead of being overwhelmed by the whole house that is a mess or all the noise that's around me, I just focus on um, bringing peace and. Um, quiet to this one small area and letting that be a reflection of uh, the communication that I'm also having in my spirit with the Lord. And um, I don't know if that's making sense in the podcast. I do uh, describe it in more detail in the book, that idea. But that's been really helpful to me because a lot of us, I think, are raised with the idea of a quiet time. And I am all for a quiet time. But when you have small kids at home, you don't have quiet and you don't have time. Um, you know, the classic story is we run off to the bathroom and there's little fingers poking through the bathroom door. And people are hollering and they want you to get them a snack. And um, I think we get so down on ourselves that we can't find quiet and we can't find time. And so I'm... I'm just really trying to find uh, these things that are in the chaos and uh, use them um, as unto the Lord. That's really, really good stuff. I, I love that idea. You know, the, the idea that hey, I, I am, I'm, I am in a place where this is not necessarily ideal to have a quiet time. And again, you're not saying a quiet time is bad. You're, you're saying, oh the no, right? You're saying the opposite. You would love that. Absolutely, um, I love it. Love it. <laughs> But but there is uh, there is a reality of of responsibilities uh, that made that make that difficult. And so you're saying, hey, let, let's find the task that I've got to do anyway. Let's find moments where I can connect with the Lord and really rejuvenate my soul as I'm doing these tasks, like uh, like cleaning a, a a a surface in my home. Um, mm -hmm. now, and you also just alluded to something that I really want to just hit on uh, as our last thought to, to really drive home for our audience is the idea is that sometimes we feel guilty. And I know you mentioned this early as well earlier, um, 
and, and I, I'm sure that lots of humans deal with this, not even just parents. A lot of us always we, – we, we, we carry around this guilt of feeling like we're not being what we should be. We're not as good of a Christian as we should not be. We're not as good of an employee or I'm not as good – you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, and I know that as I talk to uh, parents, particularly moms, I hear on a regular basis in our church and, and in other circles I've been a part of, mothers feeling like, ah, oh, just – I wish I could do this, or I wish I was that, or I'm just not that. Um, so two questions. One, how, what are some of the things that you've done to sort of wrestle through some of that guilt? And then two, what are some things you would recommend our audience to do? And maybe maybe the answer is the same for both of those. Um, but what are some things you might recommend to say, how do you wrestle through, or how do you reconcile the, the guilt that sometimes we we carry with us, particularly for the moms listening to this, that maybe feel guilty for not being, quote unquote, as good a mom as they ought to be? Hmm, wow, that's a big question. I wish I had the definitive answer on that because I would solve a lot of problems if I did. Um, I think for me, one thing that has just been very formative for me is realizing that God created all of this. God created our physical bodies, our both our physical ability and our driving need to... Um, find a mate and produce children. He produced, he created the whole process of pregnancy and delivery. He has uh, been with us through all this. He's called it good. And he knows our weaknesses. He knows our inability to do things perfectly. But that he is present in these small things, in these long days. He is present and calling these Times good, and um, I think being able to just remember that God is not looking over my shoulder and saying, you know, here's a list of things that you should be doing better. Here is a way that um, you should be maybe not even in this season of life. This is not what this is not what I find valuable. To realize that this is what He has created, and um, He is looking on this with a smile. He is saying, I love. People. I love humans. I love women. I love pregnancy. I love babies. I made all this. Like, I invented this. This was my idea. Right. And I delight in it. It's beautiful. And then also, I think about how he, when he came to us, when Jesus came, he didn't come like a superhero bursting, you know, through the sky. He was born. He entered into a woman's body, into her womb. He was an infant. He was a child. He was a boy. Um, he was a man. He even, he even experienced death. And um, I think he's placed real dignity and joy in the seasons of life. And when I get caught up in all the things I'm not doing or not doing well enough, um, I think the... The saving grace for me is remembering that he is here. This is where he has made us. This is where he has met us. And I can I can meet him here. I can find him right here. I absolutely, absolutely love that thought. Um, such a powerful reminder to remember that the God of the universe cares about the details of my life um, and that he understands what we're going through. I love what you just pointed out, like that he he, he experienced what it was like to be dependent on a human mother, to be raised by a human mother, um, to experience the things that we experience. Um, he, he understands. And so when you're in these moments where you're feeling guilty or exhausted and you, you need someone who just gets it, you, you can talk to Jesus because he gets it. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, side note, you just said something as well that stuck out to me. This was God's idea. And I, I, don't, I, I know that in my brain, obviously, but I don't know that I ever really quite articulated it like that. This was God's idea. And I, I, I can't help but ask the question to myself, what must God be like that he came up with this? With, right? with, with genders and the idea of pregnancy and, and parents. To re- I mean, the whole idea that he came up with this and that he and he thinks it's good. What a uh, what a beautiful thought you you, you kind of you, you challenged me with, or you got me thinking about. I'll probably be thinking about that the rest of the day. Uh, yeah, really, really great stuff, uh, Catherine. We've gone uh, we've gone over time, so thank you so much for uh, spending time to invest in our audience. I really really uh, appreciate your your time. Um, tell us Thanks a little for having me. absolutely. Tell us a little bit about the book uh, in terms of um, when when is it out and when when uh, how can people get a copy of it. Yeah, thank you. The official release date is Tuesday, March 7th, 2017. It is going to be available wherever books are sold, all the normal online retailers that sell books. Um, You can definitely get a hold of me at my website, which is katherinemcneil.com. My names have many varieties of spelling, but the correct one is C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-M-C-N-I-E-L.com. Awesome. And we will have all that linked up in the show notes of this episode. So anyone listening to this, if you, if you didn't get a chance to jot that down, head on over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. Look up the show notes for this episode with Catherine McNeil. And you'll be able to get all the info there where you can get a hold of Catherine. Again, the book is called Long Days of Small Things, Motherhood as a Spiritual Discipline, produced by, uh, published by NAV Press in, uh, in correspondence with Tyndale House Publishers. Uh, Catherine, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And there you have it, my interview with Catherine McNeil. Again, the title of the book is Long Days of Small Things, and the subtitle, Motherhood as a Spiritual Discipline. I highly encourage you to get a copy of that. If you don't know where to find it or you can't find it, easiest way is just head over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. Look at the show notes for this episode, episode 211, and there you'll see a link over to the Amazon page where you can pick up a copy uh, of the book. And then also in the show notes, you'll see a link there over to Catherine's website where you can uh, follow all things that she's doing and check things, uh, check her out there on the web. And then of course, while you're on our website, theologyfortherestofus.com, you can check out all of our episodes. We've got 210 previous episodes, uh, again, with show notes, all of them are there on the site and you can search by, uh, by topic or genre. So you can type in any topic, any question you might have, and all of the episodes related to that genre or topic will, uh, will get pulled up. And then we also have a resources section on the website you can check out with lots of recommended books, blogs, podcasts, resources, things like that. Check that out again over at our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. Just click on the resources tab. That'll take you over to a great page with lots of great, great resources. Hope this uh, interview has been uh, helpful and valuable and insightful for you. Hope it will challenge you and inspire you uh, to appreciate all the small things that you have the opportunity to engage with every single day. And, And I hope it challenges you and inspires you to take mundane tasks and take them and turn them into something sacred and recognize that God can use them profoundly in your life and in the lives of those you have influence over, especially if you are a parent 
especially if you're a mother, uh, the mundane tasks, the things that seem frustrating or boring day in and day out, you can take those things and make them sacred and God will use them profoundly in the lives of the children that you are raising. What an incredible, incredible opportunity we have to parent and raise up children. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you have a question or topic that you would like me to address on the show, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you know someone that you think would make a great interview guest, I'd also love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The best address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, don't forget, you can connect with me on Twitter. I love the tweet. Find me there. My handle is Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. To ensure you never miss an episode of the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the show in iTunes or your favorite podcast player that'll guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device. Also, if you love the podcast, do me a huge favor. Head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a great review. Let the world know you love the podcast. Those reviews are a huge, huge help to the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. Theology for the Rest of Us.